0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. It's time now for It's My Money. And It's My Money is a personal finance feature which is brought to you by Brentos Wealth. And Brentos Wealth has been voted SA's top boutique wealth manager in both 2017 and 2020 and is consistently in the top three or four outside of those years. With me today is Rocco Fansale from Brenthurst Wealth. And Rocco, you sent me something that was penned by a colleague of yours by the name of Leslie Hreiling. And the headline is Do Not Allow Anxiety to Impact Your Finances. I can almost imagine why Leslie Hueling wrote this piece, because over the last couple of years, it's not just, you know, the normal day-to-day business of getting by as prices rise and um, inflation rises and interest rates go up and everything else. It's also the fact that we have been impacted horribly by COVID and some people haven't taken it very well. So it affects your decision-making process, I think.
1: Hi, Lindsay. Yeah, no, 100%. I think... Especially now with everything you've said, couple that with the fact that you know, you're also in a bit of a rut at the moment, especially your, your offshore offshore markets. Yeah. Now is the last time that, that you would want you know human emotions to get into the way of rational decision-making. And as far as anxiety is concerned, I think it's a normal human emotion. And then when you take into account That the world revolves around money, society revolves around money, finances. You know, we all revolve around our personal finances. Um, It is a topic that needs to be discussed a lot more often. And times like these, or let's just say over the last couple of years, um, it has become much more of a hot topic perhaps than before.
0: Well, it's very interesting you say that because the first paragraph of your colleague's article, which appeared on a well-known South African website, it says here, since the outbreak of COVID in 2020, the global prevalence of anxiety and depression increased by 25%. That's according to the WHO, the World Health Organization, caused by environmental factors such as social isolation, unemployment, poverty, and constraints on people's ability to work and engage in their communities. And I think people like you, Rocco, I mean, you're you're a young man in his mid-twenties, but you still handle people's money. I mean, you've been charged with the the task of handling people's money. And I would imagine over the last two years, you've seen a behavioral difference in the way that they would have behaved pre-COVID and now during COVID and post-COVID. So you have to almost become an amateur psychologist for them.
1: Yeah, that's actually quite funny that you've said that. Um, that's something that I've picked up myself the last few weeks. Um, when I joined Brentos a couple of years ago, um it was right after COVID had started. So markets had bottomed out already by then and were actually starting to go up on the rise again. So when I was meeting clients then, you know, you had clients who were a lot more aggressive a lot more eager to get involved. Guys who were sitting on cash wanted to employ their, their cash. Um, and as we all know, with with the stimulus in the US, offshore markets were doing really well. So you had guys who were very eager to get going, um, some guys who perhaps wanted to invest outside of their risk profile. So you have more of a conservative guy or, or lady or man approach you and they adamant on risk, and then you need to try to calm them down. And, and say to them, listen, um, we're not we're not gonna do that. We only invest you outside of your risk profile and then two years later their emotions have obviously done a They're they're checking their prof their portfolios every three days or, or once a week. Yeah. Um and a lot of them will actually say, Well thank you, that um that you get against it. Um so yeah definitely I think as the markets go in, in a roller coaster direction, if you want to put it like that, so, or people's emotions. So when it's on the way up, people are excited, they're eager, they're brave, they're aggressive. Um and then you need to try and manage those expectations or, or those emotions. Um obviously as a financial planner. And then alternatively when the roller coaster is on the way down, like in the last few months in a, while we're in a bear market. The same is true where we have to try and manage those negative emotions from clients, remind them what their strategy was initially when they when we met them, um, what the investment horizon is and has been since they joined, and then just stick to their plan um, and, and, and try and manage their own emotions as well.
0: Exactly. I mean, I'm not going to tell you how to do your job because A, you and your colleagues are cleverer than me and B, I'm not as clever as you, which is exactly the same thing, actually. But uh, what I would do if somebody phoned you up and said, look, Rocker, I'm a little bit nervous about what's going on. Uh, the Nasdaq is now in a bear market. It's 25% off its highs. Bitcoin has fallen more than 50% since its high in November. Uh, I don't know what to do. I think I should be uh, lightening the load a little bit. I'd just say, right, here's a big graph of the S&P 500 or the MSCI over the last, I don't know, 20, 30, maybe even 50 years, maybe even go back further than that. And you'll point to it and say... You see that? That was 1987, which was the worst percentage points crash in history. And look what happened from there. And if you look at the graph, it was just a moment in time. It was just a blip. And COVID and everything that we're talking about at the moment, interest rates rising and everything else, we don't need to go through it again. It will pass. And it's, it's going to be a tiny little blip on the long-term graph that will lead to you making money on your portfolio. That is what I would do. It's, it's very simple to do it graphically. Again, I'm not telling you in your job, but I know in my simple mind, I would do that.
1: No, you, you're 100% correct. And it reminds me of another article I wrote with one of my colleagues, Ruan Breert from the Stellenbosch office. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to remember now off the top of my head, but I remember we, in an article, we discussed. I think in the last 70-odd 70, 70 years, there's been about 40 or 39 market corrections or crashes, if you want to call it that. And uh, what I said to Ron and what we spoke about was that 50 years down the line, or, you know, yeah, in 2022, just only three months ago, did we reach all-time highs for the S&P 500. Yes. And we just mentioned now every single time in history when there's been a correction or… A bear market, There's, it has 100% of the time created opportunities for for clients um, to enter the market um, or else you wouldn't have reached the all-time highs, you know, about three months ago if you take the definition of what an all-time high means. And then I think it also shows us that um, throughout history, whenever there's been a big correction or, or a, a market crash, those who have sold the money, oh, so, have sold out of their positions and cashed in um, each time has turned out to be a huge mistake. Exactly. Um, so I think you, what you're saying is 100% spot on. Um, and going forward, it's you have to try to act against your human emotion and just hang tight.
0: Good, yes. Yeah, so just just stay in there. I mean, as long as you're in good quality companies, a huge, um, uh, hugely impressive track records and lots of money on the balance sheet and uh, dividend payers and uh, in in many cases are for example defensive then you can't really go wrong okay some of the tech stocks which are great generators of cash have come off the boil but simply because they were overvalued and the circumstances were against them but stay with them and they will do well another paragraph in this article says the following Behavioral finance shows that feelings and emotions do play a role in investors' decision making. In other words, unconscious processes drive investment decisions and are an integral part of financial decision making. It's insen- essential, it says, for investors to manage the behavioral impulses of emotional buying and selling following market ups and down some investors uh, finally it says get entangled in media hype or fear which is why a conversation like this between you and a reasonable wise beyond his years 25 year old terribly important people should listen to this they shouldn't watch those people that scream and shout on CNN and other other programs about what's going on just sit down take a step back watch another film (laughs) watch a soap opera or something and then wake up in the morning and it's all gone
1: yeah, no no you're out. And I think the the term used for that is behavioral tax. Yeah, the, the message behind behavioral tax is that by making decisions purely based on your emotions or, or what, what triggers your behavior is almost an additional tax on your investments where clients end up in the long run losing money based on situations that will trigger their emotions, resulting in an in an additional tax. So, yeah, I think you're definitely right in saying that as far as how you behave in these circumstances is important.
0: Yeah. On the other hand, you have to look back and say to yourself, if you're sitting and watching one day the S&P being up 3% and the next day it's down 3.5%, you do get a little bit edgy. I mean, last week was a brutal week, as we said to to each other off air before this podcast. It has been horrible. And even the most logical person is still a human being. And will look at it and say, gosh, what do I do now? But as I say, sleep on it and then have a look the next morning or, and the next morning after that. How to navigate volatile markets, you say, stick to your investment plan and strategy with your financial advisor's guidance. In this case, Brentus Wealth, of, of course. And I, um, I don't envy you, but ask some people to listen to strictlybusinesspodcast.com with you and say, this is the behavior that you should adhere to. And here's a long-term graph as well. That's, that's my simple advice. Rocco, what do you think? No, thanks for that, Lindsay. Perhaps you can do that. Totally good. Rocco Fensale is from Brenthurst Wealth and that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy position